Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with mindset, fitness, and nutrition coach Jason Lamar. Based in Phoenix, Arizona, his passion is personal development mindset, fitness, nutrition, and coaching. He has overcome quite a bit in his journey, and he's always ready to give that to a client. We cover his motivations, dreams, and so much more. Enjoy this interview. Hello, there we go. Yeah, we got it. What's up, man? Not much. Absolutely. Where are you located? Uh, I'm in Phoenix. Well, just north of Phoenix, but... Okay. Yeah, I, I hear good things about Phoenix. Yeah, very nice, very hot this time of year, but can't yeah. complain. Yeah, right on, man. Well, great to meet you. And before we get into your life as a coach, I want to know, how did you survive COVID? How did you get through the last three years, and how did it change you? Oh, man. In all honesty, um, at the time at the time COVID hit, I was doing real estate, um, investing, wholesaling, flipping houses. So business wise, it didn't, it didn't affect me a great deal. I also had a home gym at the time. So I know there was a big thing with the with gyms closing down and equipment being sold out, but I'd have my own setup for years. Uh, honestly, the biggest thing was it gave me a lot of time to just, I guess, work on some personal development, work on some skills, um, learn some investing. So I made the I made the best out of it. It's all you can all you can really do. Yeah, it had a monopoly on us for sure. So let's get to the heart and soul of what you do on a daily basis. If I put yeah. you in front of a bunch of third graders at a career day and one of the kids looks up at you and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Well, if you ever play a video game, you create a player and you go through it, you want to max out all of the stats. I help people do that in real life through fitness, nutrition and mindset. So what did you want to be in the third grade? Oh, man. In all honesty, I can't remember back that far. My mother tells a story that when I was a kid, I wanted to be a garbage man. So probably that. <laughs> so talk to me a little bit about where you were born and raised and how these seeds of fitness and coaching and even real estate, how did these things become who you are? So I'm from Southern California originally. Um, I was actually not a very, not very active as a child. I, so no sports or anything like that in school. I was described, would be described by my parents as lazy. I got into working out later in life. Um, I always see people uh, looking a certain way. I want to look the same way. So I figured if they could do it, I can too. That's how I got started out there. Um, in real estate, just I've always been in sales of some capacity. So I just pivoted over to real estate. I heard that was lucrative, pivoted to the investing side and it it was decent. Yeah. So who's been kind of a hero for you in your life? Uh, hero is kind of a hard thing for me to quantify. I want to like future me. So I try to have an idea of what I'll be like 10 years down the road and do the best that I can to make myself into that person. Okay. All right. So what about if you could meet anybody alive on the planet right now, someone that's inspirational, who would it be? Who would you love to meet and talk to? Oh man, if I could meet anybody alive, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Rashid is somebody I've, followed for a while i pay attention to a lot of the stuff that he talks about he's been pretty uh inspirational as far as direction i'm trying to go to in life just with fitness and business and who i am as a person so you've hit that word motivation what is that motivator for you every day to get up 
to work hard, to do what you want to do, to accomplish what you want to get done? Um, well, I have to accomplish that. And then separately from that, uh, several years back, my my father was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Excuse me. And since then, I've it's kind of fallen on me to take care of the rest of my family. So I want to make sure that everyone is good, not having a bad life or lacking anything due to inaction on my part. That's a lot of responsibility. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it is what it is. It's as it comes. It, it broke up just a little bit there. Um, so talk I, to me. I apologize. Oh, no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, so talk to me a little bit about. If you were to have a dream tonight, you ran into a younger version of yourself, say a 20 year old version of yourself, and you could give that young version of you a piece of advice. What would you tell that young version of you? I would tell the young version of me that you do not know everything and everything that you have done up until this point, whatever your situation is, bad or good, is your fault. And where it 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 froze up. I didn't get the second part of that. You were saying everything. I apologize. Yeah, you're fine. Yep. Everything, everything that you've done up until now. Um all decisions, good or bad, everything that's happened to you, good or bad, is your fault and the result of your choices. Take accountability for everything. And similarly, everywhere that you will go is also up to you and your choices. So what's been the best success story you've been involved with as a coach? What's the one thing that puts a smile on your face every time? <clears throat> um, The best success story, I don't... You probably don't want to get into names because I just don't want to just put everyone's yeah. business out there. But it probably be more of a mindset thing than a than a fitness slash nutrition thing. Is I was working with this gentleman who was pretty much just ready to give up on everything and couldn't find the the motivation or the will or the point to continue going and shifted or helped shift. I don't want to take all the credit for it, but helped shift his mindset to something more positive so he has hope and direction for the future and that he can accomplish something and getting him set on his path towards accomplishing his goals so have you seen an uptick in people coming to you because of covid and kind of this post-pandemic era we're in um i wouldn't i can't specifically say directly because of covid um i know people have always to some degree wanted to get fit january is the most popular time in gyms every single year uh a mindset thing i would say could well be covid related it was a negative situation that people have to make the best out of and they're just looking for a way to make sense of it yeah so of all the things that you've done in your life up to this point what are you the proudest of what am I the proudest of? I would say there was one point in my life when my greatest accomplishment was not being in jail. And I stressed my parents out to no end. And I have turned that around to the point that I am now the overall caretaker of my family. I would say 10 plus years ago, there was no way that anyone would have envisioned that being the case. What was the change? What, what ultimately changed you from being this person you are today 
So there's probably a bunch of several little things. Um, the most recent of which I would say was, as we discussed, my dad's diagnosis. Um, prior to that, I was a little bit younger. I had a friend who he was a little bit older than me. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had housing troubles. He was in and out of jail a lot. And at one point we had a conversation, something happened. And he told me that we were the same kind of person. And I realized then that I, that was not a path that I wanted to walk down. So I needed to restructure the way that I was living my life and how I viewed life. Wow. So everyone out there has a perception of you, family, friends, clients, colleagues, but you run the show. What's your perception of you? Who do you think you are? My perception of me is I like to think of myself as somebody who does what I say I am going to do. I like to think of myself as someone who I guess I have been told I'm very blunt, but I'm also I am honest in a very caring way. So right. tell people what they do not want to hear because it will help them. <laughs> So let me ask you this. If you could see any event in human history with your own eyes, what would you love to have seen? Any event in human history, I would say I would like to be in the room of any event that there is a large conspiracy theory about just because I would like to see how true either side are. Yeah. Yeah, for to sure. get an actual idea of what it is that's happened. Yeah. Well, I've been hearing about conspiratorial things regarding Maui. Like there was some things that went down. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly like that. I would like to, you know, get in on the ground floor of what's of what's happening, what's went down, what's really the case and see if what is being told or see how well what is being told lines up with uh, what happened. You know, we're so any event over like that. Yeah. You know, the weird thing is about living in the modern areas. We're so over informed. I think we're just creating neurotic things in our brains. Now, I would I would absolutely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's just like like I've been thinking about how did all of these cults and groups of people that believe crazy things that are happening? How did that happen? And it's this overabundance of everything online. It's this proliferation of of lies or weird things because people make money off of it. They do. And I think it's once you once someone introduces a viewpoint and as soon as one person agrees with it, people believe it. And now people feel like they have to dispute it because someone believes it like the we'll say flat earth, for example. Right. Um, this is not a commentary on the shape of the earth. I'm not an astronomer. I don't know, but it, people thought the earth was round. Somebody said it was flat. Someone else believed it. And now it's just an endless discussion yeah. because no one can really prove it one way or the other satisfactorily to everybody. It's kind of like that whole thing where toilet paper ran out. Like why the hell did that become a thing? <laughs> That's yeah. People heard people were buying it, and I guess they jumped on it to buy it too. It it seems like a thing that kind of uh, proliferates itself just by people talking about it. Yeah. Now, it would be more plausible for me to think if all the whiskey or all the vodka ran out or all the pot ran out, like that would make more sense <laughs> to me. <laughs> that does make sense. I um actually, you know what? A little while ago, I saw a study. Um, several years back, they were doing. Um, have you heard about people eating Tide Pods? Yeah. Yeah. So 
apparently instances of that increased with the reporting of it increasing. So yep. it's a thing that they kind of made into an epidemic by talking about it being uh -huh. an epidemic. Yeah. Well, I remember when school shootings would go down, they would beg the media to not do it. And they just make it glorified. And you get these kids that are already ego flat. And there you go, man. You're just you're just putting gas on the fire. Yeah, they're just they're just perpetuating all of these things. It's, I've I've made the same argument for all of the, the mental health crisis. It's such a focus on mental health that everyone thinks that everything is a mental health issue now. Right. Just because it's constantly talked about. It's highlighted all of the time. This is front of your mind. Man, I just wish we could use more of our brains. If we could use more than the 10%, <laughs> we would be in a better place, man. The world would be a vastly different place. Yes, it would. Hey, man, if anyone <laughs> wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything about your world, where can they go? Yeah, um, best way to do it is to find me on Instagram, the Jason Lamar. Um, just DM me. I answer all my messages. So we can talk on there. Right on. Jason Lamar, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Best of luck with everything. Send my best to Phoenix. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. Our esteemed theme music was composed and produced by the great E.E. E. Pointer of Kansas City's River Cow Orchestra. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. Music